Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terrilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. We just want to give a huge thank you for all of you who have left a review for us. And whether this is your first episode listening to us or your hundredth, um, we want to invite you, if you haven't, to leave a review for us. It really does help us so much. And not only that, but we do read through all of the reviews that come through, and they mean the world to us. Um, One of my very favorites that we have received is from this past year, and it says... I recommend the show to everyone. Seriously, literal gold. I have been listening since the beginning and everything they've shared has shaped my parenting. Not only that, but it has shaped me as a woman and a wife. Little did I know when I started listening that my husband would be diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. The first few months of surgeries, plus COVID, plus having a seven month old, plus starting a grad program could have wrecked me. But I stuck with Miracle Mornings. I still lean into every haunting thought feeling surrounding our new life. I've learned so much about being present and intentional and the list goes on. Not to be too dramatic, but this show was a lifeline for a young mother. And we just want to say that truly when we read these, we really don't think of of you guys as just listeners. We think of you guys as our friends and we're so grateful to have this community and we love, love, love sharing this content with you and we're so glad when we hear um, how you guys are using it in your life. And so thank you so, so much for listening and thank you for supporting us and being with us. What's up you guys, Roger Jessup here with the Utah house doctors. So you just bought your nice new house and what happens when something goes wrong or something breaks? We have you covered. We have vetted several contractors, whether it be from a break in your sprinkler lines or your kid punched a hole in the wall and you just need a handyman. You have access to these people by following our page. And these are people that we know and trust. Hey everyone, Caitlin here. And I'm going to start us off with our high fives and face palms. And mine is a big high five. And that is that I'm pregnant. Which is <laughs> So... I am like halfway through about, so obviously Terilyn and Felicia have known, but it's fun to actually announce it on the podcast because so I feel like being pregnant is a big part of my life, so <laughs> it's nice to actually be able to really talk about it on here. So anyway, we're really excited, and it's a boy, so Yay. we're very excited, so I'll have two boys. Double boys. Yep. And we have a gaggle of boys. We do. Yeah, just growing into, yeah. Baby Big mom. Wes is just stuck in the middle of like yeah. 14 million points. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh, she's going to be surrounded. Uh-huh. So cute. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm obviously still super pumped about it. Thank you. We are too. <laughs> That'd be so fun. Okay, well, my high five goes to my husband and it has an all like a coordinating face palm for myself. So you guys know that we switch off every month who's in charge of romance and who's in charge of spirituality in our home. April changed, and I didn't... It's like April 7th right now. And the first few days of April, I like didn't even know that it was April. So I was switching <laughs> from romance to spirituality, but I hadn't switched yet. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I like had forgot that the month had changed. So Jeff 
without even, I mean, we didn't even talk about it, nothing. Like our spiritual practice and our religion, we had general conferences last weekend, which is where like a lot of our church leaders talk and you watch it on TV and it's really just lovely and inspiring. And I just settle in like, oh yeah, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to watch some general conference. He comes in with like this huge like craft box and all these things to help the kids really focus on what's actually being said and like how can we focus on Christ. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> brilliant. And here I am with my notebook. And, you know, <laughs> and I'm here for this. <laughs> and being then, he had, then he had all these like great lessons. And even, I mean, we worked at my in-law's farm the other night. He had this like beautiful spiritual thought to go along with the hills that were surrounding us. I mean, he's blowing my mind with his spirituality. And I feel like I'm just barely even getting into gear that it's my month, you know? <laughs> like, like, anyway. So, Jeffrey, high five to you for literally, I mean, like, inspiring me every day. I feel like I'm coming down from this, like, incredible, inspiring quote from Jeff. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, my lesson for tonight is this one scripture and prayer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, anyway, he's just, like, blowing my mind with his, like, inspiring stuff pretty much every day. So, it's well done, Jeff. High five nice to you. Nice work. Well, I need... I need the spark notes of Jeff's lessons. I yeah. think you need to send yes. them to us. Well, and around Easter, Easter is my favorite spiritual time of year. I mean, it's just, it's easier not to be caught up in the materialism that Christmas brings. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you can just focus for mm-hmm. us on Christ and the resurrection and hope and what that looks like. And so, I mean, I have been talking about it with our kids a lot. But yeah, I feel like he's just brought his A+. Plus, a game. A++++ plus 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 <laughs> game. Yeah, it's amazing. That's, oh, that's awesome. great. High five, Jeff. All right, I also have a high five slash recommendation for all of you to check out the Slow Home podcast. It's by Brooke McClary, and she also does it with her husband, occasional interviews. Uh, They are in Australia, and in Australia, their kind of minimalism movement is called Slow Home. She dabbles in talking about uh, slow food, slow education, all sorts of things. And we're kind of today diving into the concept of being overworked, burned out, too busy. And I really love this podcast if you're feeling a little muchness in your life. She breaks down a lot of cool concepts and has amazing guests. So we are going to dive into busyness. And this is a conversation that we started talking about this morning and said we just have to push record because... All of us have elements of feeling a little bit burnout in our life. And I think especially if you're a parent, you feel this. And so you're going to hear us hashing this out a little bit because we don't have it figured out. In fact, we feel a little bit burnout in different ways. So I wanted to first read to you guys an essay written by Colleen Temple. It's called To the Mom of... Oh, To the Mom Struggling with Burnout? I don't think that's the right title. We'll look it up and we'll link it. But she says, I see the running mental list in your brain. Reply to that email, text your cousin back, price out karate classes, buy a baby shower gift, take meat out for dinner, flip the laundry, order new water bottles on Amazon. I hear your memory sigh with exhaustion. It's tired of everything it's asked to remember. The dry cleaning, the doctor's appointments, the right color toothbrush, the specific (laughs) way you need to pour the milk. I feel your heartbreak when you just can't handle every demand you see, hear, and feel. I feel your need for people to see you as more than just mom, in quotes, as a human, a woman, an intellectual, an employee, a friend. I thought this encompassed burnout as a parent or a mom 
to me, it feels like like a little wheel always running in the back of my head of things that I need to remember or do. And it's interesting how we feel like we can just add more on because we're in quotes, just a mom or just a parent. Um, and that's not really doing anything, I think is how some of us feel. So we wanted to talk today, kind of diving into that subject of how this focus on external achievement can cost us a lot. And especially when we see that our close relationships, our friends, our spouse, our kids are kind of just getting our dregs, like the tired version of us that, you know, is laying on the couch at the end of the night. And all we can do is put Netflix on loop. So that's it. I think, I think we're probably all feeling this a little bit. We're missing out on that joy. I think there's a lot of reasons that we feel we feel burnout. Yeah. I think for me, I definitely feel a lot of accomplishment and achievement when I have been productive on a day, when I feel as though I've gotten a lot done, I've checked off a lot on my to-do list. So there is this pull to get things done because I like that feeling. But I also think there's a line between when that becomes Sometimes it can cross into almost being busy for the sake of being busy, which isn't healthy. And I think sometimes we also, I don't know, we feel like we have all these things on our to-do list, but that's on top of all the things that we don't put on our to-do list of just the normal everyday things that do take up time. I don't put on my to-do list, change the baby's diaper, mm-hmm. make make lunch, do this, because Clean. that's just clean up the 20th spill that takes yes. 10 minutes each time to clean. Yes, because mm-hmm. every for me too, I mean, I'm sure this is the same for everybody, cleaning up every meal takes a lot of time, even if it's a mm-hmm. simple meal. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even do a lot to, if it was just leftovers heating up, it takes a lot of time to clean up. it's not like we put up. in that little space yes, to, to clean up. We're not like, oh, that, oh in my I mind, accomplished like 15 that. minutes, yeah, and like, ooh, check that off. No. Yeah, no. So I think that also adds to this feeling of, busyness and why am I so busy? It's because I've added 20 things on a to-do list on top of a day that's already full of your normal daily things Mm -hmm. that some are just monotonous, some are maybe more joyful of being with your children in whatever way. But I think that also adds to this burnout feeling that we all sometimes end up feeling. Mm -hmm. Oh, and for me, when you say that, I, I have this, you know, this little alert in my head that is like, I use busy a lot of the times to numb out either being bored, exhausted. I mean, we've all seen kids when they get bored enough, oftentimes they'll like fall asleep. And I think that's what probably happened to me as an adult (laughs) is, but I, I feel this feeling like if I just keep doing, then I can numb out maybe something in my mind that I know it needs to like think about or like mull over, but that sounds too exhausting. So I'll just send five Get something else done that I or need whatever. to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of the times how I use busy is to dole something out, to numb it, or to not get to something that's much harder. It's easier just to check off those immediate little things that we have to do. And, and that's where I find myself a lot in that numbing busy. Mm. Because if you do slow down... <laughs> You allow yourself to get. For me, it's like I, I am. If I'm if I'm sleep deprived, yeah, then it's like I'm just tired. Yeah. Whereas if I just keep going, then I don't feel it. Which, as I say this, guys, I know we talk about this a lot. So this just goes to show 
the things you talk about, like, we're trying our best, mm-hmm. but there are seasons, and it's, a, it's like, a way for me. You know what I mean? Totally. Sometimes I feel like I'm better, and sometimes I'm not. I feel like, for me, I have a plate of so many things that I love and responsibilities that I choose. I mean, we've talked a lot about choosing, right? You make a list of your tasks, and then you deliberately choose them because so, when we choose them, we, we gain power. That's how it is, right? There is power in choice. So instead of just saying, oh, I have to do this, I have to drive my kids to school, I don't have a choice, that feels like a victim, and you're not, you're, you have no power. You're just giving away your power. So we've talked about this exercise, but because when you choose it, I am choosing to take my kids to school and not delegate it, or I am choosing to outsource it, but if I'm choosing to do it, it's because this, I, it's because I want that time with my kids in the car, it's because I want the routine that we do. It's because I want that connection. It's because I value education. You know, whatever it is, as soon as you choose your tasks, you get so much power. Even though your tasks haven't changed, you're simply owning your own life. So my main problem is I have gone through my tasks and I love them all. I choose them all. (laughs) So for me, my problem is I feel like I need to do them all so much better. Everybody in my life, I feel like needs better. Like they need more from me than that I'm currently giving. Like, I look at every responsibility that I have. It's like, I could be doing better at that. You know, I could be totally going deeper. I could be connecting better. I could be doing all those things more. I could be way more organized. So can I take a class that helps me <laughs> with the organization? Add on oh, wait, another to I you. have the class, but I've never done it yet. You know? Don't have the time to actually put that into it. Yeah. There's a book by... Uh, it's called Do Nothing. Felicia recommended it to us. And I can't remember her last name, but her first name's Celeste. Mm-hmm. And she talks a little bit about this that as, especially in the U.S., but I'm sure this is pervasive everywhere, we now have gotten to a point where we have so much technology that allows us to be so much more efficient. I mean, we don't have to wash our laundry by hand. We don't have to, a lot of times, we don't have to wash our dishes by hand because we have machines that do it. Mm-hmm. We have microwaves that speed up cooking. We have all of these things. We don't have to hunt and gather for our food mm-hmm. and... There's so many things that have made so that we are so much more efficient and productive. And there's a line in there, she quotes an essay that says something, you know, that was written 50 or 100 years ago that says, by this year, which is the like the time that we're living in, Americans will only have to work 10 to 15 hours a week. And then we'll just have to decide what we're going to do with our leisure time. (laughs) Because it was like, because back then it was like, oh my gosh, if we don't have to do X, Y, and Z, think of how much time we have. But it's crazy because we have now, we have just filled that time with other things. And we've chosen to be busy with other things in our life. And so it's interesting because I think as people in this society, what Tara Lynn, what you're saying is, is that I have all of these things that I want to do, and if I can just become more efficient, learn more efficiency hacks to become more productive, then I'll just be able to do all of the things that I want and need to do. And sometimes what it really comes down to is we only have so much more time in the day, and instead of, okay, well, I got this done more efficiently, so now I can do this more, really, we can choose to slow down in the things and be intentional about the things that we really want to slow down in. Because if, if we have all these things that we want to do, because I'm thinking for you, if you have all these things that you want to do, you've chosen that you don't want to give them up because they're bringing you joy, or if they're they're not bringing you the immense joy, then... Or the responsibility is important to me. Those yeah, ones, you've you know. chosen mm-hmm. yeah. to do it. Then it's like, where do you go from there? Because you don't want to give it up, but you still don't have all the time. But the, you know, so I don't know yeah. what the exact answer is. Because for me, I don't know if I am to that stage. I feel like... 
I don't have that thing where I have so many things that I actually really am choosing to do that I just can't. I don't know. Well, I think often that what Terlyn is saying, I think there can be two where we have this never-ending to-do list of stuff that it's like, oh, I have to do that. It's like that feeling. Or I think oftentimes we can be busy because we have this desire for more. And there's infinite options because of the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. and It's like a hunger. Right. Like I felt hungry. Yeah. And I think that's hard when specifically when you have kids because they are a however long in the day they're awake job and all through the night let's be honest half the time (laughs) it's true (laughs) so 24-hour job and then we have all these options of things that we want to do and I think that hunger is I mean really it is that we have to say no to things and put them on our back burner like we talk about but when when you have that type, I mean, I have this type of personality where I see something and I want to do it and I think that I can just fit it in. And it's like that continual reminding that I, even though I know it's going to be hard, like I am going to feel some FOMO, I have to remind myself of the joy that I will feel when I have a little more space in a conversation with my six-year-old. Or, I, I mean, I just have a hard time seeing that in the moment but in hindsight I'm like oh I'm so glad that I have two hours in between this that I can just enjoy this time but Mm -hmm. it's really hard for me Mm -hmm. to find that yeah so as you're saying that I'm thinking a few things first of all you're saying that we can't do it all we actually have to like (laughs) set a boundary (laughs) which makes sense to me I understand intellectually that concept (laughs) um I think the reason why I'm feeling it the most at this stage of my life is because my children now also have a lot of things of their own, right? So I'm trying to help them. Like, if you want to develop this, let me help you. How can we help your brain and in school and your extracurricular activities? And are you learning how to throw a ball correctly? You know, Mm -hmm. like it's, I feel like there's all of that Mm -hmm. plus my own life. But what I hear you saying is that perhaps what needs to happen is you do have to, I just have to say no to certain things. And for me, I think a big thing in our life is there are certain things that are louder than others. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to let the things that aren't loud, like my piano room, you know, that I just let things build up in. Mm-hmm. It never, like, besides bothering me, it doesn't, like, ever call out to me like mm-hmm, a kid yeah. does. Or, or frankly, like, my own, my own internal discontent when I don't care for myself. You know what I mean? Like, right. when I don't do things that I love, that also is actually really loud for me. I know for a lot of people it's not loud, and that's everybody deals with their own struggles, right? But for me, all those things are loud. Like, but the little things, like going deep in organizing my house or spending time connecting slowly with somebody, those things are less loud, but they are no less important. So, I'm thinking that this comes down to saying no to some things, knowing that when I say yes to one thing, it means I am saying no to something else, and is that worth the trade? Because yes, I could choose all the things. Mm -hmm. And when I say choose guys, I hope you guys know, I'm not saying, well, I love it all so much that I just, I just want to do all of it. I love doing the dishes. I'm saying like, I'm choosing, like I'm choosing to help my kids with homework because I value it. You know, I'm, I don't want to give up on that. I don't want to give up on trying on my house, even though I do fail pretty much every day at it. Like, I don't want to give up on that. You Uh know what I mean? It isn't like, I can just be like, you know what, forget about it. Like I, I want to still care. So I am left simply always feeling like I'm failing at it always, but I don't want to give up the desire 
to not fail. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. You know? So it doesn't that every single task, I just want to, I don't want to mislead you guys. It's like, oh my gosh, it's all just so wonderful. It's not that. It's that I don't want to give up those responsibilities because they're important to me because I value them, not because I'm good at them or that I even like the task. I don't. With a lot of our daily tasks, mm-hmm. there's a lot of them that are very unpleasant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, but I still choose them because I value what they represent or I think they're part of a meaningful life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I just don't want to give up on, okay, well, who cares? You, you know, right. I don't. I don't like organizing anything, so mm-hmm. I'm just not going to ever. You know, that's not what I want. I want to still do it. <laughs> so maybe what we're saying is, I mean, yes, there is some saying yes and saying no to things here. But I think what we're saying is that the value comes from the creating the space. If we can actually have times of, I mean, we've talked about solitude so much, so I'm not going to, I mean, you can listen to our morning routine stuff. That, I think, is crucial. But maybe what it comes down to is having enough space during the day where we're actually giving ourselves time to, I'm going to do this task, and then here's some extra time. Instead of, for me, I feel like, here's my time to make sure the counters are cleaned off and fix dinner, which I never give myself enough time for that, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm always rushing to get out the door. I'm usually putting dinner in, and then we're going somewhere, and then we're coming back. Mm -hmm. I'm always, like, always, always, always just behind. Like, it's like, I don't have quite enough time to do this. Mm -hmm. But perhaps what we're saying is we need to give ourselves the space to this is the time it's going to take to make dinner and then I'm going to add on a half an hour to mm-hmm. look around what else needs to be done maybe a kid does need a little snuggle maybe they need a little connection but perhaps I feel like I'm just giving myself a therapy session here <laughs> but perhaps for me and I think maybe I think there are a lot of people out there who feel the same way that it's just that we're never giving ourselves enough time for the tasks at hand yeah. so we never can go deep we can never have those moments of stillness because we're simply going from one task that we have chosen to another task that we have chosen. And in my case, always, always overestimating how much time, underestimating how much time that's going to take. We're so totally task-focused, and we're not putting as many life-focused moments. Like, yeah. maybe we need to be more. Yeah. Yeah. And oftentimes, I think we do feel that we are giving ourselves enough time to do something. But a lot of times, sometimes even that half hour that you're giving yourself... It actually always does seem to take longer to even do the one task Truly. that we said we wanted always. to. So if we just set aside the extra 15 to 20 minutes on top of it, maybe we actually won't feel rushed doing that one task yeah. because we've actually, we've just given ourselves the amount of time yeah. we needed. And our children won't feel the, I mean, because there's so many times, literally just yesterday, I'm like feeling a sting of guilt here because just yesterday I was cleaning up and, you know, we only had a few minutes and my son was asking like, well, I want to do this. Like, how do you do this? And I'm like, just do it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm wiping off the counters. Your job is putting the pillows back on the couch. So just do it. You know what I mean? Like, I I mean, had we had just 10 more minutes that I had scheduled in, I could have walked over with him and been like, oh, I, you know, you have a question here. Let me answer it for you. Mm-hmm. And that would have felt way better to him than just me from across the room like, come Let's on. Let's do this. <laughs> well, I think there's also slightly, um, when you were saying that, I thought we we do see – perfect everyone everybody else's life perfectly and we've talked about this with social me- social media but it's I at least feel this like slight need to prove that I can do everything really well mm-hmm. social media or not but I think that's just like innate human nature mm-hmm. I've got this handled like I've got this bend up my house clean I can make the meals I can do this and I think sometimes we get in that 
trap. So even with our kids, I'm not saying that in that moment, that going over and having that connecting, that would have probably been amazing. And had you had more time, felt really good to both of you. And then I think there's sometimes where, you know, we've swung from, like, if if I think about my, my childhood, it's a little bit different, but all of my friends were like this. It was like, who knows what we were doing after school? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm, I might be checking in with my parents and then we're playing and I'm getting myself to where I want to go and we're meeting up outside to play in somebody's backyard. And, but I think we've done this big swing to we feel this immense responsibility to make sure that our kids know how to throw a ball in there in every single sport. Getting the experiences. And, yeah, like I'm taking them to meet up with this person so they can learn if they want to be a doctor and I'm helping them with their homework. And so I feel like we're putting all these like huge pressures on ourselves in every single area. And I don't have any solution for that. But I think it's worth looking at where can I let go a little bit of trying to prove that I can do everything really good. Like mm-hmm. that I can bake the bread and my floors are bleached. And do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because we can't. can't. We can't. Right. Nobody can do everything. Right. right. Yeah, we still think we can. And how we many times do. <laughs> have I read this and talked about it? And I still feel like, well, I feel like other people can do this. Why can't I? Totally. But maybe nobody actually can. Because you see everyone and think they are. Because even social media or not, when we go out into the world, we do see that we put forth our best. Right. And we try to, I mean, whether you're posturing or not, I think we all try to just put our best foot forward. So that's what we see most of the time when we're with other people is that they've got it all together and they are doing everything perfectly. But I think what it comes down to is, yeah, we want to give our kids all these experiences. And what you're saying, Felicia, is we've taken it upon ourselves to make sure that they're in all of these lessons. They're learning, they're doing these sports, they're learning these instruments, they're if they're babies, then they're crawling when they need to, or whatever. Got you know. the color, both red, blue. <laughs> Do they know their <laughs> colors? Are they able to count by the time they're 18 months? And so we have put it on ourselves because it's almost as though if they don't, if they aren't doing these, I haven't, I haven't given them mm-hmm. what what I could, you know. Yes. And so I think that there's that pressure there, which I'm not even fully to that point. You both have kids that are getting into the realm of really being involved in extracurricular things. We're mostly at home. <laughs> we're, yes. we're not really doing all of that. Yes. But, but does Emmett know his numbers? <laughs> does he, you know, we're working on, we're working on the numbers thing. But um, no, so I think it's He does know how to throw a ball. That's <laughs> true. For sure. Yeah. He's obsessed with any kind of ball. Every house we go to, he knows where all the balls are and how to throw them. That's true. That's literally his first word. He walks to my house. Ball. Ba. Yeah. Ball. Ba. That's true. First In thing different intonations. Up. Yeah. Ball. 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 Like, yeah. The whole conversation. It's true. With the word ball. So he's got that going on. So yeah, we're doing really well there. We've got the, that experience in and he's doing great. Um, but yeah, I just think, so what it comes down to is we have all of these things, what you're saying, we have all these things that we want to do and that we need to do. There's both. And sometimes it's hard to differentiate. And I think when we say the word slow down, it's like, okay, slow down. I like that idea, but how and what? Because I don't really want, what you're saying is I don't really want to give up some of these things because you are enjoying it or you've chosen because you you feel like that is a need that you have put in. Because we value that responsibility or that task. Right. But I think what it does come down to is there is only so much time in the day and there are certain things that are louder and are quiet, like that are calling for us loudly and things that are more quiet. And it really does come down to, I think we do have to choose to say no. And maybe sometimes it is saying no to things that we really want to do, and maybe recognizing, because I think there's 
definitely something to the seasonal and cyclical living because I think there's certain times in our lives. I think about right now I'm pregnant and I am putting out a lot less energy than when I'm not pregnant. And sometimes I feel this need. I see other people and I'm like, oh, I want to do this and I actually really would like to do that. And that sounds kind of nice. But my energy, I don't feel like I have that energy to expend at yep. this this time in my life. But I am expending energy just more internally. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's also an important thing to recognize is that at different times in our life, whether we've just had a baby, we're pregnant, maybe we're like mentally, mental health, maybe you're going through a little bit of a hard time. And I think it's good to recognize that even in nature, we look at the wintertime, the, the trees drop their leaves. They're not expending energy to keep things alive. They're just kind of resting. And I think that recognizing that in your life, whatever you have going on, whether it's you know, yeah, you're pregnant, you're having a baby, maybe you're feeling some mental and emotional health struggles that you maybe do need to let go of Mm -hmm. some things that Mm -hmm. are maybe good, like good, better, best, but you could be giving yourself or your children or your loved ones different kind of energy and time, you know? So I think then maybe recognizing that in a different time in your life, you may be able to put that time into different experiences. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think that that's something that helps me is thinking it's okay that I'm not putting forth this energy or giving this time to certain things now, I think being okay with that, totally being able to say no to certain things, mm-hmm. even if they are things that you want, because yeah. I think we all have certain things that we want, but we just don't either have the energy or the time yeah. to give towards it. We have, a, we have an episode about the seasons of motherhood. And as you were saying that, the beautiful thing that I see you do, Caitlin, is that I feel like you do recognize that when, specifically when you're pregnant, and the same thing goes for me when I have a newborn, that it's this very internal, like there is so much that you're doing, that your energy is doing, but it is all internal. And you can see very little of it. I mean, you can see your belly growing and you can see a baby growing when the baby's out, but for how much energy you're putting in, it's very, very little like visible representation of that. Like you don't have a giant to-do list that you checked off, right? It's like I took a nap <laughs> and I'm feeling good about myself that I made dinner mm-hmm. and did the laundry you know what I mean that's like plenty yeah you went on a walk and Mm -hmm. for me it was I mean like walking was my only workout like maybe some gentle yoga I mean Mm -hmm. like more than that was too much it was wasn't what my body was asking for so I think there's these beautiful seasons of our life and I'm really glad you touched on mental health because I think there's a lot of people who struggle with mental illness who are thinking well I'm not pregnant and I don't have a newborn but I'm still feeling this feeling of like we all have different seasons and it's okay to have times of self-care where we're doing things that are serving, like, you know, we're still choosing tasks that we find value in, but it might look a little bit more, it may look a lot more slow, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess it's what you're saying is maybe it's finding the balance of, and I felt that when I had newborn and when I was pregnant, I felt this, I felt an extreme, like this is what I'm doing to honor myself mm-hmm. But I feel like everybody else is doing way more at this stage than I am. Mm -hmm. And I just learned to, like, accept that. Like, I tell myself every day, like, I am doing on the inside valuable work, and I'm just going to embrace that. And it's okay that I'm not also writing a book and, you know, thriving as an entrepreneur and doing all these things at this stage of my life because this this is enough for me right now. Yeah. So I guess now I'm feeling like almost the other end of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like my ambition is coming back mm-hmm. after a decade mm-hmm. of incubation and it's coming back with a vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like ready to just do this and you're excited about all of it. I wonder too with that, like, do you feel, 
I don't know. Because I think what it comes down to is it's always, I don't know if this is the right way to word it, but it's a give and take between if I'm putting more time into this, I'm not giving time into this. So I think what, and you touched on it before, but if you are choosing, because you're saying I have all these things, but we only do have so much time in the day and we only do have so much energy in the day to put forth. So then it is just... I think if you're choosing to say yes to something, then you are choosing to say no to something else and being intentional about what you are saying no to. Because mm-hmm. you're right. You're not going to be able to do all of those things to the max amount that you would mm-hmm. want to. Mm-hmm. So what am I choosing to say no to? And then choose that. And it might be that maybe some weeks you do say no to certain... I don't know. You do say no to certain things and that allows you to feel like you're doing what you want and need to and putting the time into what you want and need to that week. I think you just hit on something that's brilliant with no and yes. We hear a lot the, the importance of being able to say no to things, right? I mean, you know, because otherwise we just say yes to everything and we end up right. overwhelmed or resentful. I, and I love that conversation is out there right now. I think it's beautiful and it's, it's a beautiful thing that we can learn to say no to things. However, you just said something that I think is the exact opposite but just as important, that when we say yes to something, there is an inherent no there that you're saying no to something else. And at least in my own life, I think I have been falling prey to the idea that I am saying yes to something and the thing I'm saying no to is now unintentional, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I didn't mean to say no mm-hmm. to that connection time. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to say no to neglecting that relationship. I didn't mean to say no to that task I just didn't get to. I just saw the yes that I wanted and I chose the yes. Mm-hmm. Like it isn't a resentful yes. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just as important. Every time we say no, you know, it's valuable. We're giving ourselves space. And we need to really focus on what we're saying yes and what we're saying no to. But when we say the yes, be intentional about then what are we saying no to? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, what is it that we are giving up for that, mm-hmm. that time? Because you're right, guys. We do, like literally all of us, have the exact same amount of time in a day. Mm-hmm. So to think that, well, one, to think that everybody is doing everything so well. I think we can just give that up right now, right? <laughs> None of us are. My amazing sister-in-law the other day was asking me, we were talking about tasks and kind of the same concept because we are at totally different stages as well and how she's feeling about her life and how I'm feeling about my life. And she's like, that, you know, that's, that's kind of busy. Mm-hmm. And I don't want, and just, you know, guys, I hate the word busy. Like, mm-hmm. as we've talked, we've talked about this so much, I'm almost feeling like, how, how have we gotten here? <laughs> um, because this is something that I feel really strongly about. But then she was like, so how, how do you keep your house so clean? And I'm like, have you been to my house? <laughs> Honestly, like, have you been inside my house besides at a party, which I guess is the only time she comes, you know what I mean? And of course it's clean then because but everybody's like, coming if over. If you are under the assumption that I love this and I do this and I do this and I take care of this and I also have a perfect house, then... I need to be more transparent here. So all you listeners out there, I've been, I've been pretty transparent about my house, but I just want to make sure you're clear. I am a terrible housekeeper. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I have a podcast that I love and I have yoga that I love and I have people that I love in my life. And I feel like I read a lot of books and I, there are these things that I love and I feel like teaching my kids I love and all these things. There are some things that I feel like I'm doing well. But housekeeping is not one of them. So I just want to make sure you all know that I am not portraying that I am doing everything so well. Because I'm not. And I don't think, that's the thing. I don't think any of us, any of us, we can't do it all perfectly. Yeah, We and can't. So maybe just give that part up. Yeah. And if you are able to do all those things, again, think about it as though 
I mean, even if you're able to get all those tasks done, are you then now saying no unintentionally to maybe sleep or other mm-hmm. things? You're missing out on certain things that your body or other things need to be able to get all these things done. So I think just recognizing, again, it is when you're saying yes, there is a no somewhere that you're saying no to and just making sure that you're aware mm-hmm. of that now. I just wanted to take a quick break and tell everyone thank you for sharing your journal planners that you have received them and how you are using them. We love seeing the ways that it's helping you become more in touch with um, the person you want to be in the future and also helping you find a little space and pockets of peace in your day. Um, We created this journal because we use it and we thought that there might be some of you who could benefit from having a planner that aligns with connecting with yourself and your kids and living authentically. We hope you're loving it. And thank you for sharing. It really helps others see how the journal can be used in their lives. So thank you again. Hey, just a little break to bring you our newest sponsor on Vive. And you know, we only bring you sponsors that we know, trust, and use. On Vive is an online health and wellness company that specializes in making healthy living easier. They have a variety of products from health and dietary supplements to bath and beauty products. I personally use their apple cider vinegar, which helps with digestion and promotion of healthy gut bacteria. And... What is more, OnVive is giving away a Mercedes-Benz SUV plus $10,000 cash right now. Um, This SUV fits three car seats. So it's a luxury SUV made into a daily driver to get you and your family to appointments, soccer games, piano recitals, um, all the things in style. So right now, with every dollar you spend on OnVive's website, you get three entries towards winning the Mercedes plus the cash. So for example, if you buy one bottle of the apple cider vinegar, which I use, you'll get 90 entries towards winning the car. Their giveaway ends June 1st, so time is running low. Make sure you follow them on Instagram at OnVibeLife and head over to their website, OnVibe.com, to get entered to win today. Don't forget, when you purchase your project product to use code MAGIC15, for 15% off your order. Head over to our show notes for all the details and a quick link to get there. So how do we though, as, as I'm saying this, I have so many friends who, let's just use the house for example, who they are winning at that beautiful organized home. It's a house of order and it is what I want. It isn't something that I wanna give up on, right? So how can we find the balance of, yes, doing things that are our strength but not giving up necessarily on our weaknesses and still finding that space. How do we do that? How can we find that? Because I don't want to say just, when I said give up, like I actually don't want to give up, mm-hmm. right? I don't want that. Totally. So if we can't do it all, how do we at least find a balance of still doing the things that are important to us well, even when they're not our strengths? I mean, as you guys can hear us talking, we don't, we do not have this figured out, but we do have some... Some maybe not even solutions is the right word, but things that we want you guys to think about that perhaps could help you. And, you know, when you're saying that, Tarlin, we've touched on the saying no. What am I what am I giving up when I'm saying yes to something else? And another tip that I can think of for that is 
it can feel overwhelming to talk about this because this is literally saying, look at every single thing you have on your plate Mm -hmm. and now figure out why you're too busy. Like it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's a lot. So for me, and this is like a super simple tip, if I can slowly gain control of one area at a time, like again, it's a concept of going deep because often I'm not doing that. I'm managing my time throughout the day in like half hour, hour increments. And I'm thinking I'm becoming more efficient, but really I'm just checking off like all that surface level stuff. And so maybe it, it's, for me, it's always writing something down, but writing out those things that I feel like are a little bit out of control that are not the things that I just want to say, forget about that. I'm not doing that. Like ironing for me. That was one of those, I'm never doing that. Mm-hmm. And just take it off my list. You know, like in an organized home, or for me, it's cooking a really intentional, good dinner for my family. I don't want to just be like, I'll get pizza every night. You could choose that. And I think that's mm-hmm. fantastic. But for me, I don't want to choose that. Because you value that. Right. But ironing, you don't value. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Hopefully. Yeah. Mom, we apologize. <laughs> Turn this off. Pause now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe it's writing out that list of the areas that you do feel out of control that you want to be in control of and, mm. you know, putting in that time and maybe it's and an extra time, right? The extra time. Like, okay, if I'm going to get control of having that really intentional dinner, I need to not only make the space in the day that my family's all going to be there and tack on a half hour, yes. add an extra half hour every single time. I need to put in time for meal planning. I can't just put on my to-do list, meal planning, grocery shop, and think there's a magically poof going to be an hour and a half where I can do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm. so maybe it's that slow actually figuring out how you're going to gain control of those things. Mm. That could be helpful. Something that keeps coming into my mind with this concept of busy is little moments where I think to myself, this is like my trigger. I wish I had time for that. And examples of these are like, somebody's calling me and I know it's going to be a long conversation. Yes. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I wish I had time to answer and talk to them for an hour. But that's like a cue to me that those are like moments of life that they're fleeting, mm-hmm. they're impermanent, and I'm missing out on them. Mm-hmm. The sun comes out and I'm like, oh, I wish I could just go for a walk with the kids right now. Mm-hmm. But I have to do bing, 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 bing. I yes. want that time in my day to be able to take those little I wish moments and actually take advantage of yeah. them. So that's like a cue I've been thinking of. Or when your small child comes up to you holding a book. Yeah, like read to me, yeah. And I mean, for me, it's like, well, we've scheduled out our reading time. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. We so will let's, read. Let's read then. Yes. But how often am I just so focused on my to-do list that it's like, oh, no, no, right now. Right. Which I'm not saying you have to drop everything every time, but those right. are beautiful moments. That That right. is a really good, I like that kind of barometer of checking, are you never allowing yourself to be derailed from your, your you know, path. deadlines your and not journey. have those moments of smelling the flowers, feeling the sunlight on your face, mm-hmm. snuggling your child when they want more, or just saying, oh, you know what, hold on, give me some yeah. space. I'm right in the middle of doing dishes. Right. That might be a cue. That is actually stinging me. It's like feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> so good tip. Good tip, Felicia. Yeah. Well, and I think that we all have things like that, where we we want to do it, we wish we did have the more time, and so I think, yeah, it's okay to feel like a little bit st- of a sting when we feel like, oh, I am I choosing, so- you know, either am I choosing something else over this or whatever. So I think it's okay to feel those things and then recognize, like, okay, what what can I do 
to make create my life to be what I want it to be. Along those lines, our planner and journal is a really cool tool that we'll talk more about in the future. But I am a big planner, and I think for me it really does help me with feeling less of this. I feel like I am being more intentional about what I'm choosing to do. So Mm, along those lines of the meal planning, something as simple as that. If 4 o'clock rolls around and I haven't, for me personally, if I haven't, I'm not very good at just like throwing something together all the time. You two are both very good at that. That's <laughs> that's kind of like not my gift. So if I haven't like planned something by the time four o'clock comes around, it's like dinner's over. Even though like dinner <laughs> hasn't come, I'm like, Throwing the towel. I don't know what to do. Cereal. It's like too much for me. Um, I mean, and I'm exaggerating a little bit, but for me, the planning thing really is something that like, whether it's the night before or the beginning of the day, just like a couple of things of like this, yeah, this is the time when I'm going to do this. And then I feel like for me, it, it does give me like the mental and emotional space that when I'm in the moments that I'm in, I don't have to worry about making dinner or whatever it is. Cause it's like, I already know that either in the morning I've done the prep that it needed to be done. I don't know. It allows me to free up my mental and emotional space to really be in the present. And that actually is something that has helped me at least with the burnout and not feeling so busy is being able to plan and set aside my time. And I've already visualized in my mind what I, yeah, what I do want my day to look like. And so I feel like I'm not just like rolling from one thing to the next. Am I always perfect at this? No, but that is a tool that has helped me to not feel so burned out or just rushing, rushing, rushing to one thing to the other and not feeling like I'm I'm giving the time to the things that are most important to me. Mm. When we have that spin too of, like you said, you're on those days you're doing good, you're offloading it it removes that little wheel or whatever. In my mind, it's like this wheel. Like yeah, things the mental of what you mentioned at the beginning of like, right. pick up the laundry, do right. this, do, yeah. Right. It's always there and we don't know that we need to do it, but when I have the time set aside and, the, and it written down of when I'll do it, it allows me to just be in the present moment rather exactly. than thinking about it. One of my solutions for myself is to look at success in my day as the times that I deeply engaged with mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. instead of, the things that I checked off. But if that wheel's always spinning, you don't know when you're going to have time to do X, Y, and Z. You can't, at least for me, I can't get out of that. It's here and I'm trying to like read to my kid and I'm almost like reading the words, but I'm not there. Mentally I'm like in, somewhere else. I'm yeah. in my loop, you know? And so I think offloading that, getting it on paper, making a plan with real time for those things Mm -hmm. really helps me. Yeah, which is, and we'll talk about on our next one we record together, we'll go really deep using our journal and then a lot of really concrete tactics here. But I mean, this I love this. This is kind of David Allen getting things done, that book, which we will also link. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are some really good tools that can help you so you're not just holding that list. Holding a to-do list in your mind is exhausting. Mm -hmm. And it just always is replaying because your brain doesn't want to forget it. So I really love those tips because it does allow you to actually free up your brain to be present, which I really love. Mm -hmm. And as you guys were talking, I was thinking about that, you know, when we feel, so I just said I felt a sting. Like that's like a signal to me, like I should really look at this in my life, right? Like am I, specifically with my youngest, am I open to those beautiful moments that are coming up during the day or am I so focused on what we're doing or our timeline? But something that came to my mind that Brene Brown said, she was talking about creativity and she said, for a long time she'd like hear about people like taking a painting class or whatever and she'd be like that's cute that you mm-hmm. have time for that <laughs> you know like that's cute almost like a resentful like mm-hmm. yeah I wish I had time to pursue a hobby that I loved yeah mm-hmm. only you know great for you but not I for the rest of us do. normal people <laughs> and she said that that is a, and as you guys were talking 
I think that's a cue in our life that, you know, when we, when we think about even like the past of people sitting on long, on porches or my grandma wanting to have long phone conversations. And I think about it and I'm like, yeah, that's cute. You Mm -hmm. know, like, Mm -hmm. am I really going to sit on my porch (laughs) and just talk to neighbors as they go by? Who has time for that? Right. (laughs) But any of those things, if you hear, if you hear something about slow and you think, well, that's cute Mm -hmm. in a negative way, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm just resentful that anybody has time for that. I actually think to me, that is a cue that, we need to make space. Yeah, totally. You're right. longing for that. So yeah. for Brene Brown, what she found was the creativity was not this luxury, but the creativity was actually a necessity, mm-hmm. right? She's like, I, I learned that I need to make space for creativity and not just say, oh, that's, yeah, that's just for you fun artists who don't do anything with your lives, but that we all need space to create. So in this entire conversation, there's been several things that have come to my mind, like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't do that <laughs> because, you know, like who, who has time for that? But I think to me, that's a cue of, yeah, I need to make more space because if my neighbor has something that they, they have a conversation that they want to have with me and I'm just so busy, I never actually see my neighbors mm-hmm. and actually have a conversation more than two seconds. That's not what being neighbors is. Like that's right. not being part of being in my home is feeling connected with the people around me. Mm-hmm. So if I don't think that anybody I can have a long conversation with, then I need to reevaluate, mm-hmm. right? I think we are losing a little bit of that community that I think is so crucial in our lives, raising our kids, where we feel like this deep-rooted connective connectedness. Um, because if you think about it, a lot of us live our lives inside our phones. And that's mm-hmm. our, in quotes, community. But it's superficial and it's, it's not real, but it's like that surface-level stuff that feels like, oh, I'm going to like someone's photo and leave them a comment and we're friends and that's filling that mm-hmm. void. We're connected. Right, we're connected. But we know that's superficial. We know that those notifications and all of that are distracting us from our real life. And so for me, concrete tip, turn off notifications, delete social media. I've talked about this a lot, but I think it helps me turn if I go to my phone and there's no, none of that false connection available, so I don't have social media or anything, I literally call people and talk to them. Like mm-hmm. my mom, I, I'm like, oh, I'm bored. Let me, you know, let me go talk to my husband or my kids, or maybe I just want to go on a walk outside. But it's so easy to get that immediate gratification of that false connection from our phones, and that's a trap I fall into. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it's like when you eat, um, nothing wrong with candy or whatever but it's like that feeling where you eat it and you're like oh that tastes good and then like 15 minutes later your body's like I'm starving Mm -hmm. that's how Mm -hmm. I feel Mm -hmm. social media is for connection for me and so cereal Mm -hmm. right it's like still hungry 45 bowls of cereal and I'm like I'm still starving (laughs) because it's not real food right sorry I I do love cereal but I'm not meaning to offend but I get what you're saying it's not real connection so it's not actually satisfying to us right yeah, so yes, choosing yes, to fuel yes. ourselves with things that will fuel us. And that is a concrete tip also for you guys out there with young children. Kids love it. if you First of all, you're going outside. Mm-hmm. And when you go outside without an agenda, like we just have an hour that we're just going to go outside. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a young mother, like one of my kids were a lot younger than they are now, it's making me feel really nostalgic for that feeling of, I mean, we just go out and I'd say like, we have, you know, in my mind, we have two hours and we just walk around our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And I felt so connected with my neighbors. Like I loved my neighbors and it did make me feel 
it made me feel deeper about our home and like I was a part of a community mm-hmm. because I had those periods of time because of the nature of children. Children do not walk on straight paths, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We get on our bikes and it would take us an hour to go around Caroline the block. And I would try to go on a walk in quotes. Mm-hmm. It's like a wander, more like yeah. You know, yeah. cats. Yeah, <laughs> kids going off on their trike up this one driveway, another one picking up a potato bug. And so when I just gave, I just simply gave up on. We're not actually going anywhere. We're just exploring our block, right? And it was beautiful because you do have this timeless feeling. I, you know, don't have, I'm not trying to get work done on my phone. I could just like enjoy the beauty of my children, the community that my neighbors offered as they also just wandered out of their house, which I know as I say that is a luxury if you have small children and you are able to stay home to them with Mm -hmm. them. But you can do that in the evening. There actually is no time of day. I think if you have small children, that is one of my best tips is that you can schedule out those times just to simply go out with no agenda of a straight line. Just let it be meandering because you do. You connect with people. You're open to more conversations. You have your phone. Put your phone away and you're just feeling the sunlight or the fresh air if it's in the evening and it's getting dark. That's fine. But that is beautiful. And as I'm saying that, I'm realizing I need to find a way to get that back. Mm-hmm. Because with my kids at the age there are, we never are just, just like wander around. meandering around our mm-hmm. neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So... I'm really going to need to do some soul searching here because I would like that back somehow, a piece of that back, you know? Right. That is a beautiful gift that small children bring is I watch my baby just pick up sand and let it fall through his fingers over and over and over again. And I just think he, he isn't thinking about yesterday or today or later today. He's just thinking about how cool this feels that it runs through his fingers. And I think that is a gift that I think small children can give us that we can take from is just, being, being there and letting that time be. Sometimes just not having an agenda. And I think, again, it goes back to giving ourselves extra time to just mm. be doing what we're doing rather than feeling the rush yeah. to having to do. And our phones. Again, we have other episodes we could link here, but I'm feeling the sting. Yeah. <laughs> again, I think that if we can put our phones away, I mean, just look at your screen time. And yeah. If we can't put our phones away, it at least gives you space yeah. to enjoy. Mental space. Time. Metaphorically. Yeah feeling the sand go through your fingers over and over. Mm-hmm. Like when as adults do we ever actually do that like a child does or let our children do that. Mm-hmm. So, and I think I think the phone just being put away helps a lot with that. Like yeah. I'm feeling that right now, even with all my goals around my phone. Right. I'm still feeling like, you know what? I need to put that mm-hmm. that little playpen <laughs> around my phone, you know, yeah. put it in its little lockbox. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's easy not even that you're being mindless on your phone, but it's Oh, I can send you can five be. emails right now while you, my kids yeah, yelling over I'm the trying sandbox. to be effective. You can right. be very productive. And right, there so. are times where you can choose that, where it right. is beautiful. Like, I can actually get my work done and my kid is playing at the park. This mm-hmm. is a win-win. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with doing mm-hmm. that. But perhaps it's worthy looking at, are you also giving your time just to, to fill space? To be. I think I'm going to use the sand going through your fingers. That's a really good metaphor. I think that's going to be my theme for this week. <laughs> Am I letting sand just run through my fingers and just enjoying the feel of it? Sensation. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. One more thing, and this is less of a solution, more just a thought to, to put in our minds, but also from the Do Nothing book by Celeste, and again, can't remember her name, her last name. We will but, link it in our show notes, though, yeah, with her full name. Yeah, it'll be there. But she mentions that, say, 200 years ago, I just think this is an interesting thought for us now that, say, 200 years ago, there were places where only the rich could afford to light candles at night. And so when it got dark, there was really nothing else to do besides go to sleep. And so in the winter, when there was less time in the day, 
people did get more sleep and there there was less things to do right because farming you know it, there was snow on the ground but then in the spring summer and into fall there is literally you know a 14 hour day so they were probably putting a lot more hard work and energy in those days and they were staying up later because there was the light to do it so they were maybe getting a little less sleep in those summer months and spring and fall but then they had this time and so I think that it's important to note too that not only are there times in the year where we can, because now we can light our houses all hours of the day. We can do our work. It's not just, you know, working the ground until it gets dark. We can do our work at any time in any season. It doesn't really change. But I do think that there is a beauty and maybe something to note in our own lives that we can kind of pay attention to those seasons and know that sometimes we do we do have, Terrilyn, you've talked about this, we feel sometimes more energy in the spring, into the summer, and those are really good times that maybe we are able to do more and we have that energy and we literally have more daylight time. The sun does literally give us energy and time that we can put more energy into and then recognizing that there are other times where maybe it is good to recognize I could be lighting up my house until midnight or maybe I could go to sleep a little earlier because it got dark way earlier. So I think maybe just thinking about that in our lives, like when can I seasonally maybe rest a little more? And again, this goes back to the being pregnant because I'm not even talking about there's external seasons that I think we can pay attention to, but also just our seasons within our body, whether that's our monthly cycle, when we're pregnant, all those things. I think it's more just a thought to note that we can also kind of pay attention. There might be times in our life, times in our year, times in our month where we can put forth more energy and then maybe expend a little less and recognizing that it's okay to do that, to choose to do less sometimes knowing that maybe in a month I will do more. Mm -hmm. All this has made me think that it's time to do some pondering, some journaling, and I think some cues for me are where, and maybe this will help anyone listening, where am I trying to push and be more efficient when instead I should be giving space, maybe some pockets of time that I can kind of spread out and enjoy my life and be more life focused instead of task focused. So I hope this was helpful. Next week we are going to go into some more concrete tips about, um, you know, how we plan our days and our weeks. And perhaps after this conversation, it'll look a little different than we thought. All right, guys, let's find the magic. (coughs) (laughs) Brown cows.